This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. And uh, thank you for the feedback so far of these position previews. I'm glad you guys are enjoying these. And I think most importantly, you are enjoying hearing from some former Alana that you all rooted for. But uh, also, they all have great expertise on the positions. They all pay close attention to Illinois. And one of my favorites so far was with Martin O'Donnell breaking down the offensive line. We had that one just a few days ago. And uh, Lovey Smith continues, as uh, we've talked with him throughout this week, he continues to build up that offensive line. He, he was unprovoked today, saying how much he loves the offensive line, how much they're going to be a pain for defensive line. So that means a lot, uh, given Lovey Smith's credibility about uh, football and, and talent. So I think that's another good reason to be excited about the Illinois offensive line. But on the flip side of that, Illinois has a lot of unknowns on the defensive line as they lose almost all of their starting experience up front for a defensive line that I think was solid last year, competitive, uh, but I don't think necessarily they were great last year. Uh, I do think Jamal Milan and Tymeer Oliver, a defensive tackle, were pretty consistent for you, even if uh, they weren't, you know, stars all the time. Jamal Milan certainly had his moments of that, especially against Purdue last year. And Oloi Batiku had a great uh, cumulative season for Illinois. His first year away from USC, the former five-star prospect, ended up leading Illinois in sacks and being one of the Big Ten sack leaders. But a lot of that was front-heavy in the schedule against lesser opponents, inferior opponents. And he slowed down in the Big Ten, had an injury, uh, and of course decides to go to the NFL, make the leap to the NFL. And it uh, didn't work for him because he didn't uh, get drafted, and now he's not on a team right now. And, and COVID certainly hasn't helped with guys like that. Reggie Corbin, Dele Harding, uh, NFL rosters were smaller during training camps. But uh, Batiku took a chance on himself, and hopefully it works out for him. But also Ayo Shogbanyo, who had really stepped up for Illinois, a former linebacker uh, who had bulked up a little bit, went to defensive end, and uh, was second, I believe, on the team or third on the team in tackles for loss last year. Uh, now, he slowed down later on in the year, but uh, he decided just to, to move on with his life uh, and, and not go to his last year of eligibility here at Illinois. So Illinois has lost 43 of 52 starts from last season on the defensive line. So there are several returners here who we're interested in. Can they take the next step, whether it's Isaiah Gay, Owen Carney, Jamal Woods, uh, we'll see, and Calvin Avery is a name that I know a lot of fans are looking forward to, the former four-star prospect. Can those guys take a step forward? And how about the newcomers? And I'll include redshirt freshmen in there. Can Seth Coleman and Keith Randolph step up on the edge? Can Roderick Perry, the defensive tackle transfer, really step up? And more guys like Anthony Shipton, a Juku defensive tackle as well. To talk line play, we talked offensive line with Martin O'Donnell, who is a great offensive lineman, an All-American here at Illinois. 
I figure let's stick with Martin because Martin knows line play so, so well. And we did record this before Illinois announced when I'm recording this Wednesday, September 30th, that Chinadu Udagu, who is a California graduate transfer, uh, is no longer part of the team. He's left the team. He's no longer on the roster and won't be on the team. And, and to be honest with you, when Illinois took him, I thought he was a little bit of a reach, but Illinois was desperate for defensive tackle help, given everything that they lost on the interior. But Udagu, who is a solid prospect uh, out of high school, good athlete, good size, strong kid, uh, thought he had the athleticism and physical tools, but at California, he never really made an impact, had an injury, then moved to tight end. So I didn't have huge expectations for him, and I do think the addition of Roderick Perry certainly uh, is is bigger than the loss of Chinadu Adagu here, but uh, another loss of depth there. Um, but Lovey Smith is high on one of the freshmen. They've had a lot of freshman uh, defensive linemen in the last couple of years. So let's just get into it, shall we? Let's get a great breakdown of the defensive line. Who can step up? What do we think this group can accomplish this year, especially with Wisconsin being the first game on the schedule? Martin O'Donnell, Illini Radio Network, former Illini All-American offensive lineman. He joins us next to break down the biggest question mark of the 2020 Illinois roster, the defensive line. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, we are lucky enough. Martin O'Donnell, Illini Radio Network, former Illini All-American offensive lineman, kind enough to give us two podcasts with this. We focused on the offensive line. Go back, listen to that great breakdown of what is one of the Illini's best strengths. Now let's focus on one of the Illini's biggest questions, which is the flip side of that line, the defensive line, where Illinois loses 43 of 52 starts from last year. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of guys, we just haven't seen play a lot. Uh, so we'll dive into this, but last year, what did you think about the defensive line of a defense that took steps forward because of takeaways for the most part? Yeah. You know, I, I thought that the defensive line had some stretches where they were really, really strong. You know, I think 
um, I think the game just kind of stands out most to me was probably the Purdue game. Yeah. You know, where really you saw the defensive line really control the tempo of that entire game, given the conditions. I mean, that was Jamal Milan's, you know, career game, but just being an absolute force on the interior there. But, you know, I think you saw the defensive line um, make some steps throughout the season, you know, was a little bit up and down and obviously, you know, not having Bobby Roundtree um, able to play, force some other guys to play a little bit early. You know, I thought, you know, Ayo Shabano did a tremendous job of filling in and just kind of being a hard-nosed guy out there on the edge. Uh, so it hurts not having him back. Um, but, you know, again, I, I thought the defensive line made some steps last year. Um, you know, obviously, Tymeer Oliver, you know, Kenyon Jackson. I mean, some of these guys that were experienced, you're able to rotate them through. They're able to make plays um, and also not make mistakes a lot of times. And so, you know, really the defensive line and in particular, I think the interior here um, this fall is one of the areas of the defense that I'm most interested in because, you know, as you look at the defense from last year, you know, one of the things you knew were going to be you're going to be losing was a lot of experience just kind of right up the spine of that defense in terms of defensive tackles and Dele Harding and then Stanley Green at the safety position. And so, you know, I'm really interested to see how the defensive tackles look early in the season. And again, again, Wisconsin's going to be a tremendous test right out of the box yeah that's a great point of you lose your middle linebacker two defensive tackles or three defensive tackles in that rotation but uh you and i were big fans of milan i know when he was going well and oliver was just a blue collar guy and also stanley green kind of in the middle uh, of that defense as well um so let's start in the interior um we don't know much of these guys so we might be saying I, i don't know but they obviously thought this was a huge need, Martin, because they add uh, Roderick Perry, who NFL scouts are looking at from South Carolina State, and Chinadu Dogu, who is playing tight end at Cal uh, last year, but Illinois thinks can play at defensive tackle. Um, let's just focus on Roderick Perry. I, I've watched a little bit of him. He definitely has some Milan-like qualities, but what do you think that step up in competition, what's going to be his biggest uh, challenge of a transition? You know, I, I think the big challenge for him is just going to be kind of the the week-after-week week nature of it. You know, playing down a level, obviously, you know, he's played against some really good teams. I don't know who they've played in the non-conference, but typically South Carolina State, I believe, where he came from. They would play a game or two against Power 5 competition um, every year, I would imagine, you know, maybe more than that. And so it's really just going to be a difference of, you know, it's not a matter of, okay, I got, you know, I have these three games that I need to prove myself, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, the competition, you know, kind of wears down a little bit or not as, not as um, significant, but it's going to be an every week sort of thing. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a little bit of a hurdle, probably not that big. I mean, he's probably the guy on this defense that I am most looking forward to seeing yeah. um, for the first time come game action, just because you don't get that highly regarded by, you know, a lot of people you know nationally from a scouting perspective if you don't have the tools and the ability and so you know he's a guy that i'm really looking forward to watch play you know again i haven't watched a lot of film from him from south carolina state but you know i'm hoping he's going to be a guy that you know, can kind of penetrate right off the bat and i think when you've seen i mean you look at any defense that's good i mean heck you know aaron donald did it uh, you know the other day uh in the nfl but when you have a guy in the interior who can be disruptive it ruins offenses just yeah. ruins them because you can't pull guys, you can't bring guys across the formation. Um, you know, running backs are having to, you know, make a cut, you know, a yard in the backfield versus two yards past the line of scrimmage. And so he's really somebody that I'm very, very interested to watch. And I mean, just a great get in terms of, you know, need um, that Illinois had on the roster and then him being available in the transfer portal due to all this other stuff, you know, from COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited to watch him play. Yeah, uh, you just watched that Purdue film with Jamal Milan, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, he was yeah. the MVP of that game by far. Uh, all right, so 
the guys returning at that position. We've seen Jamal Woods in spurts. He, he can kind of be disruptive, mm-hmm. especially in the pass game or, you know, get upfield a little bit. Uh, but I know a lot of people also are, are looking forward to, hey, can Calvin Avery put it together in his third year? What do you think of those two guys, I guess, along with Deion Pate as well? Yeah, I think, you know, I think Calvin Avery obviously is, is a guy that, you know, came in with, you know, a lot of accolades. And so people keep waiting for him to really fully turn the switch on. And I think, you know, you've been able to see him make plays. There's been flashes over the past couple of years, but, you know, as many flash plays that he's made from a good perspective, there's other times where he's just kind of had bad penalties. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the thing that you need to see Calvin Avery just eliminate from his game is, you know, no bad penalties, just play every snap um, and then just get up and play the next snap and just keep going, be consistent. You know, Dion Pate's a guy. We haven't seen a lot of, but you know, if he can kind of plug in and play a little bit of a timeier Oliver role and go in there and be really solid against the run game, uh, provide a little bit of a push um, when they drop back to pass and be a nice rotational defensive tackle, I think that's going to help. And you know, Jamal Woods is a guy you said it, Jeremy. He's shown flashes, right? He's kind of been a tweener. You know, Jamal's been one of those guys where they played him at defensive end, they played him at defensive tackle, and you know, I think he's one of those guys that if they play him at that defensive tackle, the three technique, you can see him be disruptive and get up the field because he's quick enough and he's also strong enough to have that impact in there. So, you know, he's a guy that I'm really I hope can stay healthy because I want to see Woods play, you know, an entire season because I know that they'll use him the right way. I mean, they'll kind of move him up and down the line of scrimmage, and he'll provide some versatility, you know, for this defensive line group yeah and uh two other guys to watch out for i think anthony shipton's a juco kid they've added so obviously he reminds me a little mm-hmm. bit of timeir uh you know blue collar not the most athletic but big body uh, and jerzon newton's a freshman um that, that could get some reps i know we're not expecting much out of true freshman defensive linemen but i know they're pretty high on him all right on the edge they lose wally batiku who was uh, obviously very disruptive early in the season uh, got banged up a little bit and didn't make a big impact but I think it's a huge year, Martin, and, and hopefully he can get another year. I think it'd be really good for him with the uh, eligibility not counting. But I thought Isaiah Gay played pretty well towards the, the end of the year. I thought he was one of their more disruptive guys. So year four, he's just still 21. Um, this is kind of his time, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I would totally agree with you. I, you know, Isaiah Gay is, you know, I remember when he first stepped on the field a couple of years ago as a freshman, just kind of a string bean out there at defensive line, you know, defensive end. And and you could see that he had that first step immediately. And that's that's kind of one of the fun things when you see some of these young guys. A lot of times, again, you're not going to see consistency, but you can watch them and see, okay, is there a way that they can win? And Isaiah Gay kind of reminded me early on of kind of a Michael Buchanan type where he was going to be undersized there at defensive end, but, you know, strong enough and kind of kept that that quick first step to really be slippery and to be a problem on the edge. And so, you know, I agree. I, th- I think this is his time. I think they're really leaning on him to be consistently disruptive, you know, along the defensive line. And, you know, again, I think Isaiah Gay is another guy that's done a nice job in the weight room. I mean, you could see it, you know, you know, you're following Lou Hernandez's Twitter. I mean, you can see, you know, Isaiah Gay is, you know, one of those guys that's putting up some good numbers uh, in the weight room. He certainly put on weight. So, yeah, he's somebody that they need to lean on. And he's somebody that I thought made some real improvements as last year went along. So looking forward to kind of seeing what another, though it ex- it's extended, but what another offseason has done for him. We've seen a lot of Owen Carney. He's played a lot of football. I think he's just been solid. I'm wondering if he can take a next step, Martin. But also, I know he was a freshman last year and hasn't played a lot of football. But I saw some flashes out of Keith Randolph to think that, I mean, he's going to play a lot this year, but that he could possibly play a big role. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, you're right. I, th- I think Owen Carney's a guy who's been solid. And I think what they're, you know, what, what you need out of a guy like him is not just be solid, but now with all the experience that he has now, just kind of add the craftiness to that game, right. You know, make, you know, make, you know, make several plays a game, you know, be that guy that doesn't get fooled on the reverses, just using some of that experience, you know, along the defensive line to, to just kind of add that craftiness to it. And, and Keith Randolph, right. I mean, another guy came in highly regarded and uh, you know, he's somebody who I agree with you. You see some flashes and, you know, that's one thing that I think has been really nice with, um, you know, the redshirt rule that the NCAA instituted. I think it was, was it last year was the first year where, you know, guys can now go and play up to four games. I think that's really helpful from a developmental perspective because you allow some of these, you know, younger players to get some reps um, and not have their eligibility burned for that season. And I don't even know if did he even fall in that bucket, Jeremy. Yeah, you know, he you know, only but, had four games. So he's, okay, he's four good. games. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, no, I mean, that, and that's going to be the thing, too, is there's going to have to be – that's one of the things that, I love about, you know, watching college football. And again, as closely as, you know, I know you pay close attention to Illinois football, your listeners pay close attention to Illinois football. I really love watching that. There's usually the first couple games of the season, somebody's going to surprise us. Multiple guys are going to surprise us who maybe have just been kind of names on the depth chart, but then you watch them. And what you don't see is all the work that these guys have been putting in, in the weight room, on the practice field. And, you know, some of those guys who it just kind of clicks one season to another. And it can be a guy like Keith Randolph where he makes a jump. Okay. I played some as a freshman. I kind of get, I get what it's about. I know what I need to work on and how I need to get there. And, but a lot of sometimes too, it can be upperclassmen. It can be, you know, a sophomore. It can be a guy who's a senior who hasn't played much. You know, I think I, Shibanyo was one of those guys last year where he was just kind of rotational, you know, for the several years prior and didn't really have a position. He had a huge impact for Illinois along the defensive line last year, just being somebody they could count on at one of those defensive end positions. So, yeah, I mean, Keith Randolph, I mean, one thing Illinois has done a pretty good job of with Lovey Smith is really, you know, they seem to do a nice job of recruiting defensive linemen. And so now these guys have been kind of waiting their turn. You know, again, you had all this experience that graduated in the interior. You've had some guys kind of, you know, roll out of the program on, on the outside. And so now it's got to be, okay, who's going to step up and who's really going to be, you know, those impact players along the defensive line. And I'm really interested to watch too, because one thing that Illinois has been missing for the past couple of years is they haven't had a go-to defensive lineman where, you know, every time it's a one-on-one situation in pass rushing, mm-hmm. they're going to win. I think the last guy was probably Dewan Smoot. Yeah. You know, you, you would watch Dewan Smoot against anyone in the Big Ten, and you knew that if the protection was set up, right, he's one-on-one against the, the offensive tackle, Dewan Smoot was going to win that rep. And so with the talent that Illinois brought in from a recruiting perspective, now I'm interested to see, can those guys translate? Can we start to find a couple of those guys who can consistently win in one-on-one um, pass protection? You mentioned one of the, the veterans who, who steps up and surprise you. I mean, nothing's going to compare to Whitney Merciless. There was, there was nothing like no, no. <laughs> Yeah. It's the merciless rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seth Coleman's another guy to watch. He kind of like Isaiah Gay has that quick first step, and I know they're high on him a little bit longer than Isaiah. Uh, Mark Montesier maybe can be the next Shug Banyo. We'll see. But it's the one position where I felt like they didn't address through the transfer portal. It feels like that yeah. that was one because, you know, Batiku, you were hoping for another year. Uh, th- that's probably my position of, of biggest questions, Martin, is defensive end, yeah. just because of how important it is for Lovey to get pressure with his first, uh, his front four. And, and can you explain that um, in this defensive scheme, why that is so important? Well, I, I think, you know, any, you know, any defensive scheme, I mean, if you can get, 
pressure with your front four, that means you're allowed to drop seven guys into coverage. And when you're able to drop seven guys into coverage, you can obviously do things back there that put the, def- the defense even more at the advantage, not just outnumbering them. But when you have you know four guys along the line of scrimmage, again, you have five offensive linemen, that means that you're going to have several guys on every single you know pass rep where there's going to be a one-on-one battle. And so, again, if you can find guys who can consistently win that one-on-one battle, well, then that means that opposing offense, you know, not only is going to have trouble blocking them, but that's when they leave a running back in to add some additional protection. That's when they leave a tight end in to add some additional protection or to have to chip a little bit. And when you have offenses starting to scheme around your defensive linemen, you know that you're winning. And then you can hit them with blitzes, you know, at opportune times for the defense, not just because you have to manufacture pressure. And I think, you know, you can watch football and see, okay, you know, they're going to, you know, at some point in games, if, if they keep just trying to go, you know, four-man rush, four-man rush, and they don't get pressure and the quarterback's got all day, well, then, you know, the blitzing is going to have to start. And again, that's you're manufacturing pressure, which, you know, leaves some openings there in the back end. And again, depending on the quality of the quarterback that you're playing, you know, there's going to be a, an instant win for them somewhere if you wind up having a blitz. So that's where it's really critical for every defensive scheme. If you can get pressure with four, you win. Even better, if you can get pressure with three, well, then you really win. Yeah. I can't remember. There was some college football game you know, last week where it was amazing how they kept just getting pressure with three guys. And, again, when you're only rushing three or four and getting pressure, that means you're able to drop seven or eight back into coverage, and that puts you at a numbers advantage when you're playing the opposing offense. Boy, this group's going to be tested right away, aren't they, Martin? Uh, I know it's not yeah. a, it's not a huge passing team, but Jack Cohn's a veteran. They get a lot of receivers back, and that Wisconsin rushing attack. I mean, that that is, hey, defensive line, what you got for me? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and I think I think it's a great way to start. You know, I think you know, obviously, you I mean, well, I, I'll call, I'll say version one of the schedule because what this is version three we're on right <laughs> yes. now, uh, something like that, but. You know, I think version one of the schedule, you obviously have the non-conference to kind of ramp up. And, you know, I was always kind of a proponent, even though it generally didn't work out for our records when I played, but I was always a proponent of playing somebody really tough right out of the box because what it does is it's very instructive in terms of showing you exactly where you are as a football team. You know, we played, we opened against Missouri, you know, a couple of times, you know, while I played, I always thought that was helpful because you're playing against, you know, big time power five competition right away. And, you know, in those instances, we wound up losing those games but that, that gives you some confidence in, okay, you know, I'm ready to go. I can play at this level, and, and here's the things that we need to work on as a football team. And, again, I think, you know, Wisconsin is going to be revved up after Illinois upset them last year. Um, you know, and so Illinois, again, as you said, it. I mean, defense is going to be tested right away. I'm going to be fascinated to be watched kind of that spine of the defense. Again, defensive tackles, linebackers, you know, and safeties, you know, right away because Wisconsin is going to do what they do, and they're going to run the football, and Illinois is going to have to stop and make them pass. Yeah. And they did that last year against Wisconsin in Champaign. They made them pass in critical situations, and they were really able to get turnovers out of it. So um, I think it's going to be a great test out of the box um, for both the offensive line and the defensive line, and I'm, I'm excited to watch how it turns out. Martin, I can't thank you enough for your time, but I got one more. Um, You know this team. You've seen the talent compared to years past or the rest of the Big Ten. Just how do you think this roster now stacks up with, with its competitors in the Big Ten West? I think, I think it stacks up better than it has in the Lovey Smith era. You know, I, I think you have guys and a lot of experience at really crucial and critical positions. I, I think the one thing that um, – that you can't really measure is, and again, spring ball usually helps with this is again, Lovey Smith and his staff have gone to the transfer portal again, hard, right? So what are the impacts that those guys have? Because, you know, I don't think I could have foreseen the impact that Josh Amato Bebe was going to have in 2019. 
right? And so you have some of these guys and what they're able to do. But I think in terms of, you know, this roster, I think they stack up towards the top of the Big Ten West uh, division. Um, you know, I think they, they're there in terms of experience and return starts kind of across the roster. And so I think this is the year where they really need to make hay. You know, now what that means from a um, – a win-loss total on an eight-game season, uh, I have no idea. But I think what it all boils down to is, you know, this team needs to beat its peers in its division in the conference in order to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And Illinois is playing all of those teams. You know, you're going to play every team, you know, in the Big Ten West, and then you're going to be able to play against Ohio State, which is great. You're going to be able to play against Rutgers, which is fine too. And so that's, I think, the schedule turns out really nicely in terms of saying, hey, Illinois, how have you how have you taken a step forward? You know, you got to beat, you got to play Northwestern, Iowa, you know, Purdue, do it again, because Purdue's going to be feisty, especially with Rondale Boer coming back. I mean, that's going to be a tough game, you know, early in the schedule. Minnesota, Illinois' worst game of the season, probably Northwestern accepted, was Minnesota. Just got blown off the field in the second half. So I'm really anxious to see how this team stacks up and competes. I think roster-wise, you look at it on paper, I think it's right there uh, with all the teams in the West. It's how they put it into practice. Great stuff. Martin O'Donnell, you're the goods, man, and uh, I'm happy we're getting football and you and I maybe get to see see each other in a press box soon. Uh, We'll see. Um, But uh, thank you for your expertise, man. It was awesome. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeremy. You hear me say this with Jay Lehman a lot, but uh, Martin O'Donnell is the goods, man. Uh, I think probably a lot of people learned a lot about the offensive line and defensive line in the last couple podcasts. And I got to be honest with you, I do every week usually talking to Martin O'Donnell, whether it's uh, here on the podcast or radio show or whether it's at these games. I see Martin before games, talk to him at halftime, talk to him after the games and just say, what did you see here? Am I in the right thing here? And uh, he's been a huge huge resource for me uh but uh i think he's a huge resource to illini fans and i I think you got a great you got a great radio crew there with martin o'donnell who really really knows the game and brian barnhart who is uh just a professional at what he does his calls are great they're informative they're exciting uh he's always given the best uh the inflection matters so much but i think he's always giving you a great feel for what's going on in the game and uh, his calls, he doesn't screw them up. That, that's one of the biggest things he says is uh, don't screw up the call. But uh, the Atlanta Radio Network is in really, really good hands. And I'm glad you guys are going to be able to hear them this year um, with these Atlanta football games coming up. And of course, then you got Atlanta basketball games coming up. And we know that crew is really good with Brian and Deion Thomas and uh, just a great crew uh, of what they do there. So hope you enjoyed uh, the Illini defensive line breakdown. And yes, we're going to get to linebackers at some point. And yes, Jay Lehman will be my guest for that one. We're still setting up a time for that. And I do have a pretty good idea of who I'm going to get for the DB breakdown as well. And that should be fun as well. And I know a lot of people probably want to know Jordan Nesbitt. Is there Jordan Nesbitt com- content coming up on this podcast? Yes, there will be. I don't think we're going to have a preview of that. Derek Priper is going to have his decision primer coming out here very shortly, so you will definitely have that on the website, and then we will kind of react to it, have more of a breakdown rather than a preview, reaction to it, what it means for the class of 2021 for Brad Underwood. Uh, we've got tons of Illini football content up on the site, whether you are a subscriber or not. Great VIP content, but also a lot of free content. Uh, we're able to speak with Roderick Perry, the defensive tackle transfer today. There's a free piece up on him. We've got some other features up there, but also some more in 
in-depth position primers. I'm going to get going on the defensive line one here coming up very shortly. Linebackers, defensive backs, special teams, all of that coming up as well. Hope you're enjoying the football content because football season is almost here. I definitely know I personally am glad to get kind of in a rhythm, even though I can't see these people in person. We're going to talk to them every day, and we're going to get to talk to Rod Smith here on Thursday so you get to know a little bit more about your offense, your offensive personnel, and how Rod's feeling there coming up. Always appreciate listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. If you don't already, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate that. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.